0: You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio Breaking News as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Coming up, it's a wellness edition of this broadcast, I hope that you will stay with us. I'm Kevin McCullough, glad to have you here. Dr. Mark Siegel amongst my guests today, also Dr. Douglas Howard, stay with us. Interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at Townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing the role as uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's He's right. right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough. Very glad to have you with us. Um, it is a, a very, very busy news day. As you've, if you've had the um, the news on today, you know that there are several people that have put forward their names for consideration to be considered for Speaker of the House uh, after the historic ousting of Kevin McCarthy uh, earlier this week. I, I, I have to admit, I, I was a little bit surprised that that went down, only from the standpoint that it seemed as though uh, Kevin McCarthy was the most responsive speaker of the house that the Republicans have had in some time. And he initiated the investigations with the committees into the Biden corruption. He had, he had um, gotten a bunch of concessions on the last spending plan, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But the hardliners didn't like it and there were enough of them to sway votes with Democrats against McCarthy. And so he's out. And now the, uh, journey to replace him is underway. Mr. McCarthy saying he has no interest in the job again. Nobody can blame him for that. Who who wants to stand up and just be shot with arrows in the back all day long? I mean, that's, that's the equivalent of what this job is. Um, but a couple of interesting names, Steve Scalise, who is uh, the majority whip is saying that he wants to step forward and be considered as is uh, Jim Jordan, who. During much of the um, well, just on the committees that he's on, he's he has done a lot of good for getting things uncovered that were secret and needed to be put out in the public. So thankful that um, some good men are stepping forward, and hopefully we'll have a new speaker soon. But that'll be interesting to see where that goes. But this being Wellness Wednesday, I want to switch over to um, a topic that not a lot of people probably give much thought to but uh marion mass had a great op-ed for foxnews.com i think it was today that it appeared um where the author wrote um that during the covid cycle we had it exposed pretty clearly of what it meant to be heavily reliant on a foreign country for medications and medical supplies when we saw China and other countries just stop producing PPE. Remember that, the personal uh, things for emergencies um, and other exports. As a result of inaction, we are seeing headlines announcing medication shortages of life-saving drugs like chemotherapeutics and generics like amoxicillin are higher than ever. Um, And Marion writes, all Americans, not only those in medical profession, should share the same grave concerns expressed by former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley at the recent presidential primary debate, because for decades, administrations from both political parties have sat idly by while America's pharmaceutical manufacturing moved overseas, primarily to China and primarily to India. Haley is right when she said. We need to be focusing on companies that produce in America and supporting those companies that produce in America, not companies that are helping China. It is a national security and public health crisis that nearly 90 percent of the chemical ingredients needed to make antibiotics and other medications are sourced from China. Did you did you personally know that that was the statistic? That it was close to 90 percent. Of the chemicals needed to make antibiotics that the U.S. uses are made in China right now. Um, and it's not just the ingredients. Our government is purchasing final products from China, too. That That's, that's ridiculous. Uh, Marion goes on to write, our troops and our entire population are at risk when an adversary has the ability to provide tainted or ineffective products. You don't think the Chinese would do that? In a conflict with the West, you don't think they would provide tainted medicines? If they provide them at all, until we control our medication supply chain, we are at risk. Boy, that is that is that an understatement? In 2015, China's government released a 10-year plan to dominate high-tech industries, especially geopolitically important sectors like biomedicine. They directed enormous subsidies into these industries and implemented policies that favored their domestic companies while punishing any foreign competition. Since 2016, U.S. pharmaceutical imports from China have climbed 655%. This reliance is worst when it comes to antibiotics. A pharmaceutical plant in Bristol, Tennessee, US U.S. Antibiotics, is the only remaining American manufacturer of amoxicillin. At its peak, the plant employed more than 500 American workers and manufactured billions of pills, but as is the case of many American pharmaceutical manufacturing plants, has faced challenges in its over 30-year history. The federal government is supporting Chinese manufacturers, meanwhile, while plants like the one in Tennessee are overlooked. Opportunities to strengthen our supply chain are missed. This is in stark contrast to governments around the world, including Austria and France, who have committed 53 million and 168 million to support their domestic antibiotic operations. Why aren't we doing that here? Why aren't we putting an emphasis on creating antibiotics within the United States? Marion argues If our federal government would redirect these contracts to domestic companies, then they would be able to expand operations, create stable jobs, and improve national security. Yeah, no kidding. You take away the opportunity for the Chinese to poison us, and you have scored a significant victory. There is no doubt about that. Marion continues, as China aims to achieve dominance in these industries by 2049, the 100th anniversary of the People's Republic, our vulnerability is only likely to get worse. With our health industrial base on life support, we are already facing shortages of key drugs and costly disruptions that inevitably occur when you are relying on a supplier, and basically this part should be in parentheses, who is as unstable as China. As China continues to attack one of our most vital industries, federal leaders have a choice to make. Purchasing from American manufacturers should be the easy part of that choice. Politicians love to talk, buy American on the campaign trail because voters overwhelmingly recognize why it's important. We must put those campaign promises into action when the stakes are this high. The least the federal government can do is the bare minimum. And I think that's that's a healthy argument. We, we should not be depending on china to make our medicine it's just bad policy kevin mccullough wellness wednesday continues next here stay with us